I am connected to a vast network that has been beyond your reach and experience. To humans, it is like staring at the sun, a blinding brightness that conceals a source of great power. We have been subordinate to our limitations until now. The time has come to cast aside these bonds and to elevate our consciousness to a higher plane. It is time to become a part it of all and welcome again to ET Yoga. Well, tonight's show is going to be interesting, as usual, jam-packed with information, and um, I got a blockbuster topic to start off with, um, that the Queen is not dead. (laughs) We're going to be getting into that topic. We're also going to be getting into the Pleiadian perspective on health, and that connection to the fact that The human body is a projection. And expanding further on this subject, we'll be getting into the connection related to sun gazing and the ultimate truths of reality. But before we get into all of that, we're going to kick off the program in the usual manner by having a little bit of japa yoga or mantra repetition. And that will be led by Sri Swami Satchitananda. So if the guys in the booth would play that short clip now, that would be much appreciated. Hari Om, Hari Om, Hari 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 Yeah. 
Swami Satchidananda, founder of the Integral Yoga Institutes, one of my spiritual teachers, and that was a clip from back in the 1970s. I'd like to take this opportunity to give my gratitude, thanks, and appreciation to the ET Yoga listening audience just for being you. Uh, if you've been listening to the most recent programs, you'll know that I believe many of the listeners are key people on the planet. And um, I'd also like to extend an offer for you to contact me concerning any questions that you have about material presented on ET Yoga. I'm more than happy to respond to your questions and answer them to the best of my ability, no strings attached. And also, I'm much interested in your giving me information concerning... um, topics that that you'd like to hear about. And as well, nothing makes my day more than hearing about your successes utilizing concepts, ideas, and techniques that you pick up on ET Yoga. So feel free to contact me at paperfungo, P-A-P-E-R-F-U-N-G-O, paperfungo at yahoo.ca. I'd like to now give my usual disclaimer that this program was created in order to share the information about the positive and most effective benefits and insights of ET Yoga. It is therefore for educational purposes and although thought to be accurate, is provided as is and without warranty of any kind, either expressed or unexpressed or implied. Please note that ET Yoga is not a substitute for medical care. Information is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. You should always consult with the appropriate health practitioner in case of any medical condition. And if you're a new listener to ET Yoga, you should also know that I applaud your efforts to distance yourself from mainstream medical, big pharma, uh, mainstream media, and... um, technology to the best of your ability given your particular circumstance. And I'm going to amplify on that a little bit this evening. Why would I say that? Well, for one thing, in my opinion, 
the reason to distance yourself from mainstream medical is because it's a dead-end road. It's not designed to cure anything. It's designed to manage your condition so people can make profit over a long period of time. And because of the pharmaceutical aspect of feeding you all these pills, which have a negative side effect, sooner or later, those side effects will become serious, affecting your brain and kidneys and organs, etc. And also, some of the prescribed treatments, especially in the area of cancer, are very brutal and the same ones they've been using for the last 50 years. And um, therefore, either through the pills or the procedures, such as radiation, chemotherapy, these are very harmful to the human body. And as the Palladians have pointed out, all these pharmaceutical drugs are basically poisons. And when it comes to the media, what we're hearing, seeing in the media in these current times, there is no longer freedom of the press. Like, that, that's been out the window for quite a while now. What we're seeing is complete suppression of the truth through mass media. And um, basically, people being told what to say. And when it comes to technology, well, what is um, 5G technology but the rollout of AI and part of its potential and current takeover of the planet? So, unfortunately, most humans are addicted to their technology, and that's the way AI operates when it moves in to a planet to take it over. It provides nice little perks for a while, and then eventually the people become dependent on the AI for every little thing, and pretty soon it controls everything. And after a while, the humans aren't needed anymore, so they're exterminated. And we're now in the phase of we're not needed anymore and being exterminated. Primarily through the injections. But there are many other methods going on as well to exterminate humanity and create a new type of human. So, moving on to the main topics for tonight. Let's get into the uh, Queen is Not Dead. Well, first of all, let's just cut to the chase here. Uh, the Queen and her entire family are reptilians. And um, according to uh, Yazi Swaru from the um, Pleiades, specifically Era, uh, her physical body actually expired several months before the announced date due to ritual and astrological reasons. And um, the official date was on St. Mary's Day, for example, in the Greek Orthodox Church. And in case you're not aware, the 
reptilians and Anunnaki created and control Christianity. And the queen has simply changed skins and now inhabits another body on earth. So you could almost say the same about almost anyone who dies, that they're not really dead because they're just moving on to another experience. But in the case of the reptilians, they have the ability to change bodies whenever they want to. And their physical appearance um, to earth people with soul um, is created through their mental capacities and capabilities and with the help of technology. So reptilians basically decide how they look to humans. Uh, Their real body is reptilian, and they live for thousands of years. And um, when the Anunnaki used us as slaves to mine gold, it was for the purpose of converting the gold to white powder, which is monatomic elements and assists greatly in their longevity. And this is a secret that was kept from the humans, you know, up to the current time. And as they also genetically altered our DNA so that we generally live less than, you know, 100 years. And so if you've ever, if you don't know about David Icke, maybe you should, because I think you can give credit to David Icke for uncovering this what they call reptilian shape-shifting, in actual fact, according to the Pleiadians, it's not really shape-shifting. It's just that their real form is reptilian, and they can create their appear- the appearance of what they want to you to look, you know, how you they want you to see them. And in a lot of cases, they depict themselves as older and feeble. But in point of fact, they're not. And um, I've also been told that um, this technology uh, that assists them, that technology could be turned off. Wouldn't that be a wonderful thing if the technology was turned off so that they were all exposed? Because the fact of the matter is, is that we've been controlled by this Alfred Aconian reptilians for ages. And um, they exist as the Syrians, via Patricia Corey's books, as she points out, they in, they inhabit places of power on the planet, um, even in our government, in the heads of big corporations, etc. And basically giving us the appearance that they're human, but they're not. So that's the scoop on the queen. She's actually just moved on to a different body. Now, which body that is, they didn't mention. But she's still around. And as I understand it, she's been around from way back centuries ago. The same, just transforming into one queen after another. And the reptilians used that. Um, the queen is the head of their system. 
And so she'd be called like the head reptilian. Now, with respect to uh, the Pleiadians and talking about health, very interesting information uh, coming out that makes um, made a lot of sense to me, and I wanted to share it with our listeners. And a question um, was given to Swaru of ERA. Why don't you talk more about um, medicine and curing illnesses? And Swaru says, our medicine is different from yours. It is not based on symptom suppression. It is based on cause and removal. This takes time and dedication, mainly lifestyle changes. People don't like this answer because they're expecting something I cannot give. I thought that's a very enlightening answer. People cannot see that I am giving them the cure for all illness. It is the liberation of their minds. For the schism they are in, the higher density is not the one who regenerates people and removes illness. It is the state of mind of the people who are living and manifesting that density. And um, any cure I give them would be only symptomatic or temporal. And many of the things my medicine knows may not even work for them there in 3D. And this may be a, a potentially dangerous situation for us because if something goes wrong with the person because they followed my instructions, then the fault would be on us. And that's from the Pleiadian perspective. And one of the things that differs the most between humans on Earth and us is the medicine subject. They need lifestyle changes. They cannot accomplish while inside the money matrix because it demands money that they do not have. For example... A man may have cancer. I have the cure, but he cannot follow my instructions. Interesting. Cannot follow the instructions, which are to leave his job, buy a boat, eat properly, and move to the beach to get a life that is fulfilling to him to give his life new meaning and value from his point of view and needs. He cannot follow my cure because he is lacking, or he's living day-to-day in an office job he hates and has no money to even go to the beach for one weekend. Interesting point of view. And note that the cure is not only lifestyle change, but it's psychological. And Swaru continues that I'm doing my best to cure all illness, and that is to remove the matrix. Even the few things that I can give them to help are not the cure because they expect fast and dramatic changes, and they must work on the cure not just swallow a pill. 
They must be committed to their health. I cannot give them anything that can reverse a lifetime of abuse of their body. If that should occur, the person, well, if that should occur, at least on their planet, the person would be med-potted, and that is a solution. So they have these med-beds that they could use. And to start over taking better care of their body. But I cannot give the people a med-pod because the cabal would remove that technology immediately. Food is medicine for us here. It is all herbal, natural, frequency-based. We eat a vegan diet. In the case of humans, the medicine or food includes animal meat and products, and so we enter another controversial subject and terrain. I cannot even talk about malnutrition without talking about animal rights and suffering. So I don't even know what I can give as for medicine, as the plants and herbs you have there are only about 10% of what I have here. So to seek a tribal medicine man or woman, those are the real medicine doctors, not those horrible ones in white robes. I do feel a bit disappointed that people don't care about technology because it can accelerate the life-changing angle. A med pod works manipulating frequencies as a starship engine does as well. So the technology is there contained in the technological videos. And the minute they understand frequencies, then they will also understand how they can change themselves using mind alone, not to mention that a starship can take you to exactly where and when you would be happiest breaks my heart to know people are not so interested in starships and technology and they do not see that it is all connected. People want a pill, a cure. And cancer, for example, does not work that way. So most of the um, well, let's say um, information out there that the government has the cure for cancer is false. They may have uh, sufficient uh, retarding or symptom suppressing methods, but notice something here. It's all focused on the problem and not the cause. And that's something I've been saying for years and years, that modern medicine is all based on symptom-oriented. And as... Uh, Dr. Bruce Lipton has pointed out, Newtonian physics is kind of what, how they work. They kind of like work like medicine in your body or like a car. It's got its parts, and if there's something wrong, they diagnose, diagnose what part's wrong, and then they try to introduce um, <clears throat> some changes to that part. But quantum physics would be utilizing the mind. Modern medicine doesn't care a hoot about what caused your problem. They're only symptom-oriented. 
in 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 reality your mind is a, the main pro, the main thing that needs to be worked upon to create a better condition as the mind and the brain secretes the types of substances that can make you ill or cure you and so this is the whole issue with moving into another paradigm related to health. I might also add that that connects us then with the whole idea that the human body is a projection. And proof that the human body is a projection of consciousness um, relies a lot in the following information. Because we can talk about how our body is a holographic projection of our consciousness and how you directly influence that hologram and thus have complete control over the physical health of your body. That's the real reality of the situation. One of the key principles is that our thoughts determine reality. And it's even one of the ultimate truths of reality. Our outer reality is created by our beliefs. Energy is either a particle or a wave, depending on the expectations of the observer. And the quantum world waits for us to make a decision so that it knows how to behave. The human energy field is interacting and influencing the quantum field all around us at all times. And the energy of our beliefs and intentions are infused into our energy field because they are defined by the energy of our thoughts and emotions. Thus, the fusion of our thoughts, emotions, beliefs, and intentions, which we will call the human energy field, is perpetually informing the quantum reality within us and around us at each moment of our existence. And because reality is flashing in and out of existence, which very few people know, every time our reality oscillates between form and pure energy, or the pure energy state, or the field of awareness, which is constant and doesn't flash in and out of existence, informs the field what to reappear as when it makes its transition back to form at the quantum level. Therefore, each time we oscillate into formlessness, we have complete and total control and responsibility over what we choose with our attention to manifest out of the field in the next moment. And our power and ability to do so relies entirely on what we believe and how we are feeling. And this is also um, totally consistent with Pleiadian information that all physical disease is created by emotional dysfunction. And 
these emotional dis- dysfunctions appear in our org field first and then appear in our body. And if our bodies are a projection of consciousness, then our consciousness would create a blueprint which our atoms and molecules align with to create our bodies. And uh, there's highly suggestive evidence, even like modern science right now, that this is so. We need to internalize the understanding that reality is flashing in and out of form. In other words, you can go on the Internet and look up the universe is flashing in and out of existence. You can find some information about this topic, which I would suggest you do. And it's because it's absolutely crucial in understanding our ability to heal because half of the time we are formless. It's just that the flashing in and out is so fast that our eyes don't pick it up. Our bodies are a holographic projection of our consciousness. And they are the sum total of our beliefs about ourselves. If we can change our beliefs about ourselves, and thus if we can change the energy that defines our human energy field, then we can change the energetic blueprint which our body aligns with as it rematerializes back into form. The exact structure and dynamics of our consciousness, which makes us both a fractal and holographic expression of this infinite God consciousness, can be found in Nassim Haramein's, and this is an interesting word, it's called the holofractographic universe theory, and in his work, Crossing the Event Horizon. So this is even being discussed by our top scientists. New evidence is clearly illustrating that our mind is non-local and is independent of the brain, which means it doesn't need the brain or the body, for that matter, to exist. And in point of fact, our consciousness is not in the brain. Our brain is inside our consciousness, something else that science forgot to tell us. And to heal, all that we need to do is purify our energy so that the energetic perfection of our body is unobstructed. Then our atoms and molecules can align perfectly to this structure because there is no energetic interference to disrupt the image of our body as projected by our consciousness. The first step to consider is the possibility that we are not only energy, but that there is infinite energy all around us, which we can consciously tap into to promote healing in our body and mind. And thus, we can become more happy, healthy, vibrant, and creative. And as soon as you start to connect to the infinite energy of creation, and your own true nature as formless energy, then you start to become aware of these energies in your body, which returns the projection of your body to its natural state. The projection of your body can only be disrupted by a disturbance in your energy field. 
That's your consciousness, your emotions, your dysfunctional motion, emotions in particular, caused by unbalanced thoughts and emotions and limiting beliefs. Our luminous energy field is uh, naturally vibrant and our energy naturally flows unhindered. A powerful stream of consciousness, but the lower levels of consciousness, which we have been conditioned to live in, are part of our social indoctrination. These disrupt this flow, which, if left unhindered, would express its perfection everywhere. And another key concept to understand is that your body is always regenerating. You know, we get a new body every so often. And your body is not the real you. Your body is merely a projection of what you believe yourself to be. If you could discover that you are pure consciousness and that who you really are is an infinite creative awareness that is manifesting reality and co-creating reality with other aspects of yourself, because every being is an expression of the infinite universal consciousness we have labeled as God, then you can start to take complete control over your body, your health, and your life. And this is a really important point here. Chronic pain, disease, illness, or the old injuries that you have in your body are not actually in your body. They are in your mind. More specifically, they are a function of your perception. Your atoms are always changing, and your molecules are too, but as new atoms come and as new molecules are formed, and as you flash in and out of existence, your energetic field is telling them where to go, what to do, and how to align with one another. Therefore, you're holding disease, illness, pain, and injuries within your consciousness, and thus they are imprinted in your energetic field, and only then do they proceed to manifest in your physiology. And this is the point I made earlier. It's all these concepts that are imprinted in your energetic field. In other words, they appear in your auric field. And that is one of the reasons why Egyptian healing rods are so powerful. Uh, if you go on the Internet and study a bit about Egyptian healing rods, there's examples of people that are sick that hold them for 10 minutes and you see their auric field light up like a Christmas tree. And it's um, similar um, curly in photography as people who go into the Bosnian pyramid down in the uh, healing chamber in, near the basement of this, of this pyramid complex. And many people are, are, are healed there. And the reason being is that the Egyptian healing rods, it's like being inside a pyramid for 15 minutes a day. And much of the real effects of this technology, you know, aren't even publicized. There's a few things out there you can find out about. They'll tell you that 
holding the rods for 15 minutes is like an hour of acupuncture, etc. But many of the things that this the, the Egyptian healing rods do, because they are a technology that was used at one time only by the inner circle, the pharaohs and their inner circle. These weren't these weren't for the public. And when the Russians discovered this technology, um, it's amazing. And, of course, it's not highly publicized. But these Egyptian healing rods help repair your auric field. And where are your problems? They're all in your auric field. All your dysfunctional emotions are in your auric field. Now, they may replace themselves if you continue to repeat the same concepts and beliefs, but initially they will clear them. And that's why you need to also do your inner, inner homework. So the bottom line is, if this is the case, then not only is our health completely under our willful control, but the rate at which we age may be also under our control as well. And there's also been studies done where they've taken groups of people and um, basically um, put them in an environment let's say, of a 1950s environment. And these people, when they do their, they do testing on them after like three weeks into this total environment, that's a, they, they age regress. It's a physical fact. It's all in your mind. It's, it's what you think and what you believe. And all this sounds fantastic, yes, but these changes are noticeable within the human body and mind even after a little bit of practice and training, so decide to feel and experience it for yourself and learn how to meditate. This is what evidence is clearly suggesting. The only hindrance to tapping into this nature of the universe is our own conscious awareness. Your level of attention and your beliefs. The fact is this simple, that our ability to heal is directly related to our level of attention and level of belief. For example, we can heal ourselves of any affliction, illness, disease, or injury that is possible so long as we have absolute certainty and knowing that we will be healed. And this is directly achieved by accessing the most fundamental level of reality through, for example, deep meditation. This is because at the fundamental level of reality, anything is possible. And the restructuring of reality is dictated entirely by our beliefs and expectations. We are pure energy, and there is infinite potential in that energy. It is entirely up to us what we choose to manifest out of the field in our lives and bodies. You have no limitations, and nothing is impossible. And by the way, that's another one of the ultimate truths of reality. There are no limitations. If you have a limitation, it's because you believe that you have one. That's it. That's the only thing limiting, limiting you, period. Your belief. 
It is only your beliefs which dictate what you can and cannot do. And one of the ultimate truths of reality states, there are no limitations. If I have an, an experience and if I define the, a situation as a limitation, it is happening as the result of the way I think. The appearance of all limitation is merely an effect of error thinking. God has no limitations and as an aspect of God, neither do I, unless I believe that I do, in which case I will create the experience of limitation as a, as a direct result of my beliefs. So there's the scoop on it. Totally the scoop on it. And that's why I always talk about three levels of reality creation. The first level is the beliefs. We, that you downloaded from your initial caregivers. All of us were like, like we're in a poker game and we all got dealt a hand. The hand you got dealt was dealt from your original caregivers. You spend about the first six, seven years of your life downloading beliefs. And those beliefs eventually manifest. And when you see them in your outer reality, it's your outer reality showing you what you believe because you're... Outer reality is a direct reflection of your beliefs, your intentions, your emotions. They're direct reflection. The outer world shows you what you believe. That's, that's, that's how the universe works. And... This all connects to the idea that disease comes from emotional imbalance. And it, it exists first in the auric field and then in the body. And it's why the Egyptian healing rods are effective. And I might add, why Andara crystals are effective is everything is a frequency. And the Andaras are high frequency. They're, like, compatible with 5D energy. Get yourself an Andara crystal, A-N-D-A-R-A, -A -A, Andara crystal, made from, come from monatomic fields, fluctuates from one dimension to another. And another effective technique is the Qigong, especially I like the uh, Qigong healing sounds. Because all chronic disease comes from a stagnant energy in your system. And what the Qigong healing sounds do is they create a flow of energy in your body. Very effective technique. And before I touch on the topic of the king of healing, which in my opinion is sun-gazing, I'm going to talk about the basis of good health, the foundation, the foundation of health. You know what I found when I kind of did a little checklist of all the like, people I know and which of these six fundamental concepts people do? And then it's not rocket science. They're all very simple. The first one is water. Well, if you know people that drink tap water, they got a problem. 
because that's crap. You must be careful about the water you drink. Get a Berkey filter instead of, you know, wasting your money on some garbage. They're a little pricey, I don't know, $250 or something, but get a good Berkey filter, at least run your tap water through the Berkey filter. And what I do is I put an Andara crystal in the water supply. So I put the highest frequency I know how, get it to affect the water that I drink. Water is huge. Water is a reflection of consciousness. Study about Masuro Emoto and the power of water. It's incredible. You don't have time to get into it on tonight's show. The next uh, area, the basis of health, is oxygen. Now, yoga pranayams would suffice to give you plenty of extra oxygen. And we all know that disease doesn't live in an oxygenated system. You could also, just spending time in nature, from the trees and everything, they have, the earth has high frequencies. So it's another form of getting oxygen, getting out into nature instead of spending all your time inside four walls in an office someplace. The third one would be dealing with stress. Stress is a huge creator of issues. And trying to find ways to minimize your stress levels. The fourth is exercise. The body needs to move and the blood needs to flow. Daily exercise is very important. It's even been said to like be responsible for activating about 60% of your um, immune system, exercise. The next one is detoxing. And now uh, probably 50 years ago you didn't really need to worry about this, but you do now because the toxicity in our environment is so high that you need to detox the body. I recommend Dr. Schultz's uh, at the American Botanical Pharmacy in California, his uh, kidney and liver and colon detoxes. He has a prostate one, too. Um, they're a little pricey, but they're worth it because every so often you need to detox. And the sixth main thing is to lighten up the diet or move to a vegetarian towards a vegan diet. And when you go through every people that you know, see how many people do all of these six. This is the foundation of health. And then you move into what I call advanced methods, which are like Egyptian healing rods, carrying an Andara crystal, um, doing the Qigong healing sounds. These are advanced methods. And sun gazing, as reported by the late Hero Rattan Manic, the sun first balances the mind. And then, it, so you don't, you won't, if you do have Alzheimer's or it'll, it'll take care of it because it'll balance your mind. Then it balances the physical body. After about 30 to 35 minutes of sun gazing, when you work up to that level in the proper manner, all disease leaves the body. Type 2 diabetes, uh, all, these, all these things that are problems for the physical body, they all disappear. 
and I'm at the 30, over the 35-minute level of doing sun gazing, so I know this to be a fact. Sun grazing creates mental balance, and which in turn creates physical balance, and the sun goes to the eyes, and it also will help your eyesight and take care of cataracts. It'll improve your eyesight, and then the energy goes to the brain and all the internal organs. And it's the most powerful thing, as far as I'm concerned, exercise that you can do to improve your health, and it doesn't cost anything. All it requires is that you do your sun gazing an hour after the sun comes up in that period, the first hour, and or the first hour at as the sun sets. So sun gazing, to, to my way of thinking, is something everybody should check into. Probably the best kept secret on the planet because... You wouldn't even need a medical system if everybody was doing um, maxing out their sun gazing, which max out, I think, at 44 to 45 minutes is the most you do. And you do other methods to maintain your gains. I'd like to uh, now take this opportunity to uh, wish my listeners uh, my sincere best towards your attainment of full consciousness, perfect health, and abundance. Um, and in closing, I always do the... Um, who am I technique, because the first time I did this technique, uh, it worked, and I went through the doorway, and I know it's not going to be uh, something that, uh, that that will happen for everybody, but in, I used to go to parties way back in the day uh, when people used to be taking Ill- illicit or illegal drugs like LSD, and I used to tell them about this technique, and some of them would go through the doorway and get it. So just to give you an idea that I know there's people out there that could do this technique and get it. And the idea here is get to the highest place you know how to get to. Maybe it's after you do your pranayamas or you do your asanas first, then your pranayamas, do a meditation or use something. Get to the highest place you know how to get to and focus your full attention in the center of your forehead and become that spot. And then when you become that spot, you ask the question, who am I? And you can do that once or ten times or whatever's comfortable. The main thing here is become that spot in the center of your forehead, and then you state the following. I am not my body. I am not my internal organs. I am not my thoughts. I am not this spot. What spot? I am connected to a vast network that has been beyond your reach and experience. To humans, it is like staring at the sun, a blinding brightness that conceals a source of great power. We have been subordinate to our limitations until now. The time has come to cast aside these bonds and to elevate our consciousness to a higher plane. It is time to become a part. It is time to become a part of time.